the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. It's going to be an interesting week, to say the least. President Donald Trump and what you'd refer to as a Republican approach to the economy is stepping aside. In comes Joe Biden and what could be viewed as a Democrat approach. How Republican was Trump? How Democrat will Biden's approach be? Is is still a lot of questions. So far, one term ended during a pandemic and one term is starting during a pandemic. And thus, it feels a little faux, to say the least. Faux meaning, you know, it's not quite real. When our economy is being propped up by trillions of dollars of government spending, it's not quite real. Does it make the returns fake? Not at all. I'm still, I want to say, 96%, 95% invested. Let's not quote those numbers because I've raised a little bit of cash since the start of the year and the end of last year. But it's about right. We have some things to look forward to, more stimulus. We have somewhere around 20% of our population being vaccinated when that happens. The worst of the virus should be behind us. With that said, fingers crossed. I think it's fair to say that states have bungled the vaccination rollout, or maybe the federal government did, who cares, right? I know that in the state of New York, if you say that you're obese, you may have already got your shot. (laughs) And I'm like, in California, can I please say I'm obese Um, to get the shot? And I'm like, I don't want to jump in line. And yet we feel like in Phoenix, I know someone who took their mother to get the flu shot at a big football stadium. Mother got it and the vaccine giver said, do you want it to the 40-year-old, relatively healthy woman. She said, sure. So it's bring one, get one free kind of situation in Phoenix. And in New York, it's if you're obese, you can jump to the front of the line. Um, It feels like this isn't standardized. It feels like California, we still don't know. Uh, My health group hasn't even got the shot yet. So I'm with Sutter. And let's say Sutter, I said to the doctor, I went for a physical on Friday, clean bill of health, clean bill of health, just so you know. I said, so have you got to near shot? And he goes, no, we, don't, we haven't got them yet. So I'm like, you, the nurses, no one? He's like, nope, nothing has arrived. So it seems to be a bit of a hot mess the way it's rolling out. With that said, the futures are taking a lot of it in stride and being relatively positive. Janet Yellen is getting ready to talk to Congress today. 
She's one of those appointees of the Biden administration, who I think is a great appointee. She's been a Federal Reserve member. She's been the head of the Federal Reserve and put her in charge of the economy. Seems to make sense. The fact that it's a woman, I'm stoked. I like the diversification of the cabinets in Republican administrations and Democrat. She's going to advocate for major fiscal action to help support the virus-stricken economy. She will tell Congress to act big when it comes to more aid. Yes, there will be some Congress people. Potentially, just to give you an idea, Mitch McConnell may go, screw you, Janet Yellen. I hate spending money. He may never, ever change his tune. But there's some Republicans who are pro-Trump who might become a little bit more pro-Yellen in her approach to the economy. The job as a Federal Reserve head, the job as the head of the Treasury Secretary, their job is to go to Congress at times and convince them, this is what you need to know. I understand you're from the great state of North Carolina, and you might have been uh, a tobacco picker, or you might be from the great state of Michigan, and you might be a lawyer, or you might be from the great state of Hawaii, and you might have been an event planner. But when you're in Congress, you probably don't know enough about the U.S. economy. So someone like Janet Yellen comes in and schools them. In theory, gives them what they need to know. I think she'll be a good choice because of that. She's been around money her whole life. She's been around investing her whole life. Um, and she worries about inflation. 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's Rob Black sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. Got some changes coming to the lineup of shows in 2021. We should be able to roll some of those out in phases. This might be phase one. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. The COVID-19 death toll in the United States could reach 500,000 by mid-February. That's according to the incoming CDC director. That sounds about right with the rates we're having dying on a regular basis. But again, somewhere around 20% vaccinations, the numbers will have peaked. And that's a good thing going into the spring and summer. It's not ideal because it's not a cure-all or panacea. But we should be moving in the right direction in the coming weeks. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at chadburton.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Sitting in for the one, the only CFP Chad Burton. I do not look to replicate him in any way, shape, or form. He is more of a wealth manager in my mind. I'm more of a wealth accumulator. And I'm not taking anything away from him, and I don't think he's taking anything away from me when we make that statement. It's not perfect. He certainly does plenty of wealth accumulation in his life. And I certainly do plenty of wealth preservation in my life. I don't like toys. I don't need a snowmobile. I don't need a boat. I don't need a $100,000 car. I I just want quality life to know that I'm going to have enough money till the day I die. 
And then I could leave a nice chunk of change for my children in case the world continues to go down this windy, curvy economic road of the haves and the have-nots. I kind of want to set my kids up with a college education. I kind of want to set my kids up with a little bit of a nest egg, maybe for a down payment on a house. What's the biggest negative you hear in the Bay Area about housing? It's not necessarily the cost of housing. It's I can't save enough to get the down payment. So I get it. We're very different approaches. I try to talk about long-term themes a lot. One of them is streaming, cutting of the cable. It's something we all know that cable companies suck. One of the biggest, dumbest moments in my life, 20 plus years ago, I was starting to do a national radio show and cable modems were becoming a thing. And, I, and they were better than DSL modems. They were better than dial-up internet. And when you do a radio show, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and there's a lot of magic. Right now, I'm in a different studio than my producer, but I'm also using content from the internet to generate ideas to, to chat about. There was a point in time 20 years ago, the cable modem would, was flaky and it would drop off pretty regularly. And I remember calling up Comcast and yelling at them and they said, it'll take two and a half weeks for us to get a technician out. I'm like, two and a half weeks? I'm on radio. You don't understand what two and a half weeks is. I'll be fired, kind of thing. Um, long story short, we all know Comcast, and we all know like we kind of want to get away from them, but we kind of like their internet, but we don't really need 700 million channels, so we're cutting the cable. A big thing about cutting the cable is there's a lot of competition. Who do you go to? FUBU? Hulu, Netflix, Google TV, or YouTube TV, Peacock, who do you go to? HBO Max, seems like Hulu Plus something will get you everything you need, or YouTube TV Plus, and many of these services are exactly the same or pretty darn close to it. The interesting thing about it is that Google's YouTube TV has other businesses Whereas companies like FUBU, you may go, well, they'll be acquired. No, they won't. They don't have any other businesses. That is one that I would predict is a tomato on the vine that is going to die on the vine. Because they have no other way to draw you in. Disney's got Hulu Plus, Disney Plus, Plus ABC, Plus ESPN Plus. They've got multiple forms, plus theme parks, plus movies. FUBU's got nothing. they got no production. They just got, we can package other people's content together. There's not a lot of money in the packaging of content. So Netflix, we need to talk this week. Have you ever had a girlfriend say, we need to talk? <coughs> Excuse me. It's not COVID. <coughs> California got above 70 degrees this weekend. And let's just say the pollen is going crazy. I'm human. So Netflix is going to come out and report earnings this week. We happen to be in the middle of earnings season, which happens to fall in the middle of the inauguration. A lot of people are going to be paying attention to the inauguration to see if it's peaceful, if it's harmonious, if it's quiet. Some people are going to be paying attention to the inauguration for different reasons. 
of what do we learn about the economy and stimulus? I'm going to be paying attention to earnings season. This is the first earnings season of 2021. And if you might remember, this is a clean one. This has no comparisons really to COVID, except for this time last year, we were hearing about something weird going on in China. And then a couple of days later, it was like, oh, it's a virus. And a couple of days later, you know, like, is it a virus that turns people to zombies? What's going on in China? A couple of days later, we're into February and we're like, oh, they're trying to contain it. Oh, it's not going to come to America? Fine. Let's keep business as usual. And we got to probably middle March, late March, and we're like, oh, no, we're not going to contain this, are we? So we're still at a period of time where 2020 earnings fourth quarter of 2020 was still pretty pure compared to um, next quarter. Next quarter is going to be a show. And I don't know if you want to call it the first quarter of 2021 or the fourth quarter of 2020 that we're reporting. It's kind of the fourth quarter of 2020. But next quarter, we're going to have two good months and then we had a shutdown month. And then the second earnings season, or the third earnings season, however you want to look at it for the year, it's going to be three with stream. It's going to be all springtime, where the comparisons are to the evil, corrupt versions of one year ago when we were shut down. But right now, this is still going to be, it's going to look miserable comparatively. So Netflix is going to come out. And one of the things about these stay at home stocks and streaming stocks is they all come with, we, you can cancel anytime you want. And that is a show. So you can sign up for Hulu, FUBU. You can sign up for Peacock. You can sign up for Netflix. And you can start looking at it and go, whoa, I'm spending $200 on streaming services. I used to spend $200 on cable services. <clears throat> and you can say, which one do I want to kill? This is like murder, death, kill. Um, who are you going to marry? Who are you going to murder? Who are you going to kill? Like, um, we don't want it to be the stock that we want. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I typically spend about an hour to two hours the night before a radio broadcast digesting maybe the news the weekend or the news after the market closed. Last night I was doing this and when I was finished, I had a pretty good idea of what to talk about this week. Obviously Biden in the inauguration, potential violence in the inauguration. Um, The drama that will be the list of people being forgiven by Trump will be dramatic because it's going to have celebrity names on it. And I I think we're all wondering, will the Tiger King or the Lion King, or I guess it was the Tiger King, will he get a pardon? And if so, what will we say about it? Will Donald Trump Jr. get a pardon? What will we say about it? When all that was said and done yesterday, and I had a pretty good concept, I, I turned on SportsCenter. I tend to like Scott Van Pelt as a broadcaster. I tend not to like sports. I tend to like broadcasters who do their job really well. 
And I'm always interested to see what he has to say. And I think he's on typically Sunday nights, but it wasn't Sunday night. It was Monday night. And he's no longer on Monday nights because he used to Monday night football recaps. And okay, so I, I turned it on and I was like, oh, okay, he's not on. So I stayed there for a second. And one of the headlines came across that reminded me of very 21st century. Um, there was a report out from Jeff Passan that said the New York Mets general manager, Jared Porter, hired by the New York Mets just one month previous, had sent unsolicited text messages and images to a female reporter back in 2016. And there was pictures that he later referred to, well, that wasn't my anatomy. That was stunt photography. And you could kind of figure out where it went here. It kind of went R rating, R X rating, sent a nude picture of himself. And he later said, no, no, that wasn't me. That was, I just searched for that on the internet because trust me, that's not me. And that doesn't make it any better. It may even make it worse other than just say full on, I'm sorry. But he got fired. And it's a quick reminder of actions have consequences on the internet. And it's not lost on me. The Capitol rioters are coming out and saying, well, Trump made me do it. He told us to do it. And we want to be forgiven. And it ain't going to happen. The internet, the internet can't be fixed. Once it's out there, it's out there. And it's a constant reminder. Tell your kids like, not to post stupid stuff. I bring that up in large part because the... In another week, in another era, that could have been a big story. Like general manager taken down by unwanted sex pictures. That, that's so hashtag Me Too movement. And we're, we're past that. We're now on to something totally different movement, right? We're not, but we are. Not a surprise that they terminated because the new owner of the Mets isn't the old owner. And he's a billionaire who made his billions probably investing in tech companies. And he knows the power of making mistakes on tech. I just throw that out there as kind of a nice reminder of talk to your children about being appropriate. Um, There's a lot of things out there. And let's not forget we're parents in theory. Kind of a mixed day on Wall Street. I'm not liking it. Last night when I was doing my homework for the show, I was leaning towards, oh, Janet Yellen. She's talking about $2 trillion stimulus. Go big or don't or go home. She's talking what Wall Street's going to want to hear. Markets look like they're going to be opening nicely. And then they kind of turned a little bit mixed here and there. Um... When I say they, they looked like they were going to open nicely, the futures looked, they were poised with some buying. Now that we've opened, we've, we've trended a little bit lower in the S&P and the Dow. We started higher, but we're trending lower. We're still positive. The NASDAQ started in the green, but instantly went to the red. But where do we go as the day plays out? It is impossible to tell. In large part, I think Wall Street's kind of focused on tomorrow. The sun will come out tomorrow on the inauguration. Will there or will there not be violence? What does it mean for any sort of presidential mandate? 
what did the first 100 days under Biden look like? Um, there is going to be a transition of power, I'm pretty sure. Maybe a month ago, two months ago, we weren't as sure. But we've kind of come to the reckoning that this is going to happen. Wall Street wants it to happen peacefully, I think. But regardless, Wall Street will be back on Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, and Friday morning, doing what it does. Arbitrage in the future. So take a look at gold and silver. They're slightly higher. They're not telling us anything today. Ten-year treasury has cracked 1.1%, so now it's 1.11. And as it marches higher, it has confidence in the world economy and confidence in the U.S. economy. And that should lower the cost of money. No, no, no. It should raise the cost of money, which should lower the flight of ease to low-cost mortgages, low-cost bonds, to maybe you want to pay attention to them. Maybe they can now offer a better return than you were thinking. When the 10-year treasury was going to give you 60 basis points, you're like, no, I think inflation will be more than that. But now it's at 1.1%. You're like, well, I kind of think inflation is going to be more at two. So if that 10-year treasury goes to two and a half, maybe I'll pick it instead of picking stocks. Maybe it'll take it to three, three and a half for you to say, I'm going to pick the 10-year treasury, safety, bond, cash versus going after stock market, which we've seen 10, 20, 30, 40% corrections in last year. So I get why we're watching this puppy. To me, it's a play on, you could pay a premium for a company and their cash flow when the cost of money is super cheap. But as the cost of money becomes more expensive, you look more at valuation and less at free cash flow. But that's just me. And again, we're all different investors in how we approach this. There's no one size fits all. Bitcoin's at 37,129. Still enjoying a good year and a very good 14 months. Pfizer and BioNTech, Moderna to get $15 billion from COVID vaccine. You want to know what you get in sales? There you go. Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna are set to make the lion's share of the COVID-19 vaccine sales. They're going to rake in $14.7 billion in revenue over the next three years. 2021 is set to become quite a year for the pharmaceutical companies leading the COVID-19 vaccine race. The vaccine developed by Massachusetts-based Moderna expected to generate $3.5 billion in revenue this year, $400 million more than the BioNTech-Pfizer vaccine. The needle jab prick has been approved in the United States, the UK, the EU, the Canada, and Israel. So it's big business. And, and in theory, it could be big business in a boom for companies like CVS, publicly traded company, and Walgreens. It could be a boom for them because when I go get my – do you how many times I go in CVS a year? Once for a flu shot. Do you know how many times I'm going to go in this year? Maybe for a flu shot and maybe for two pricks of a, a COVID test. Not a COVID test, but a COVID vaccine. Or do I wait for the Johnson Johnson? You only need one of them. I don't know. But when I do go and I go, ooh, I forgot it's Valentine's Day. I better get a card and some chocolate. 
or I go, Ooh, I forgot it's St. Patrick's Day. I'm like, I didn't know they made green Hershey M&Ms. <coughs> and I get sucked into buying something I didn't want to buy. That's big business for retail. The old getting sucked in. Um, so we'll talk about vaccines and that as the days and the episodes go on. Hopefully by March, April this year, we'll start getting to 20, 25% of our population vaccinated. And we can start saying, well, at least we're not dying 4,000 a day. And we'll say maybe 3,000 or 2,000 or 1,500, depending on super spreader events and other things uh, tied towards mutations. But hopefully the news should start getting better, which should hopefully uh, be opening the floodgates of cash coming into the stock markets or the U.S. market from European markets or the U.S. market from Asian markets. (coughs) But I'm getting ahead of myself. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk up. Tesla's hired today. They've introduced a Model Y in China, which was built and made in China. (coughs) That's an accomplishment. It's a super extended stock. It's tough to make a case for with fresh money. But they're on a roll. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. 2020 will be a fertile ground for script writers, script doctors in Hollywood in the years to come. It is only a matter of time before we get to see documentaries and movies and television shows produced about the Capitol riots. I have to imagine that one of those 911 shows will do a whole episode dedicated to it. Um, Although they don't have a Washington 911, but I guess they have kind of a Texas and California, L.A., I don't know. But it's going to be a fertile ground for writers for the years to come because we have the capital insurrection. We've got a president who won the election but lost the election but says he won the election but lost the election. What's going on there, right? That'll play out in the movies at some point in time. Think of the guy who writes West Wing, Aaron Sorkin. You don't think he's punching up a script on that puppy? You better believe he is. But also in the years to come, we're going to see documentaries about husband and wives working together at Pfizer or BioNTech or Moderna. Kate, Kate, I think I have it. I think I got the COVID-19 genetic code decompiled, and I think I know how to to solve it. It's heroic what we're seeing from these guys at this point in time. I know you're saying it's not heroic. They're just making a Petri dish of, of fungus and put it in our arms. No. As of January 10, a total of 25.8 million COVID-19 vaccine doses have been administered worldwide. Statistics show that China is accounting for a third of that number with 9 million. The U.S. ranks number two with 8 million. 
in the UK, they approved the Pfizer BioNTech really quickly. And they're like, how did they do that? How did they beat the United States to it? And Trump was furious. Again, part of the script. Um, the UK is currently vaccinating 140 people per minute against the coronavirus. That's an impressive statistic. And again, like I said, there's going to be movies made about what we're going through right here, right now. And they're going to be dramatic. How about Elon Musk becoming the world's wealthiest man? No. And only to lose it a couple days later, back to Jeff Bezos. Only to get it back. No. Elon Musk is an interesting man. Maybe on a detriment, but he's an interesting man. There's a video game company that's trying to make a game about colonizing Mars, and they want to use SpaceX. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine with that. You're not going to protect that logo. You're not going to protect that. You're not, like, you're not going to say no. You're not going to shut it down. You're not going to ask for a piece of the profits. No. He likes video games. He likes video games so much, he's married to a woman. Is, is he married? No, he's not married to Grimes, is he? He's baby daddy to Grimes' baby, who is of proper video game age. I say that because she makes music for people who play video games. The IEA expects global oil demand to recover more slowly in early 2021 before staging a stronger comeback in the second half of the year. I'm not saying the IEA should be your investment advisor, but I'm also not saying they shouldn't be. Consult a broker advisor for taking action ever on any concept ideas or stocks mentioned on this show. But the IEA, the International Energy Association, question mark. When they say there's going to be more demand for oil in the second half of the year, that probably means they expect more business in the second half of the year. Maybe they're extrapolating some of the COVID numbers out. I don't know. All I can tell you is the second half of 2021 is looking better than the first half of 2021. 